Hello, Chicago. This is WDRV The Drive coming at you live with some breaking news. Some of you may have looked out your windows recently and seen what appears to be two large fireballs rising up over the city, and I'm here to tell you, your eyes did not deceive. That no-good show over in Comiskey Park seems to have gotten out of hand. They piled up those records, to my surprise, a hundred stories high. So when the time came to light the joint, let me tell you, that is when the spark got hot. You see, dear listeners, it would appear that a riot's broken out. The Chicago PD has informed us that those in attendance have stormed the field and are tearing Comiskey Park apart. They've also asked us to instruct you to stay inside. I'd listen if I was you. These things don't tend to die down on their own. Some of you listeners are even calling in with reports of screaming and sounds of violence coming in from all over Chicago, including the Heaven's Limelight, where world-famous record producer Ken Valentine is hosting his little soiree. If you can hear me, Ken, it might be time to cancel the festivities. That goes for all of you. And here's hoping you won't need the police. Something tells me they're going to have their hands tied tonight. So stay safe, Chicago. Looks like it's going to be a hot time in the old town tonight. Welcome to Murder Mystery Night, the podcast brought to you by Johnny Scott's Comics and Games, located at 1703 East Main Street, Kent, Ohio. I'm your host, Riley E. Walton, and here to introduce themselves in order of least excited to be here are your players. My name is Mahala Whitecloud. I'm playing Molly Silvers, a very attitude-driven disco queen. Uh, hi. My name is Yasir Pope, and I'm playing Maximus Russ, a punk rock star on the rise. Hi, my name is Ben Lambert. I'm playing uh, Steel Harding, also known as William Johnson, my legal name. Um, and I'm an adult porn star actor. Hi, my name is Max, and I'm playing DJ Flo Wright, or Kevin Flondell, whichever you prefer. I am a young and upcoming rapper. Now, as you might remember, dear listener, when last we left, two fireballs exploded above the skyline in Chicago, and as the crowd watching inside dissipated on the floor, who did they see lying dead but Ken Valentine? DJ Flo Wright, you are at the back of the crowd, and you were right near the woman when she fell over, literally fell over Ken Valentine, who is lying dead on the floor. He is in a puddle of his own blood. Next to him is a shattered drinking glass. You can tell, looking at it, that that thing was almost full of whatever liquor he was drinking. And surrounding him is stained glass, black stained glass shattered. It looks like the same stained glass that's outside or the same stained glass that makes up the walls of the pyramid room. You are the closest to the body. Everybody is still sitting in stunned silence. I'd like to remind you two giant explosions just rose up above the Chicago skyline. What's going through your mind? What do you do as you look at the dead body of Ken fucking Valentine? I approach the body very gingerly. I don't put my hands on it quite yet. I just here. Is there, there's a person next to him, right? A woman has uh, fallen over uh, on top of the body. She's, she's trying to stand up right now. Are you reacting to her in any way? Uh, I pull her off of Ken's body. Like, yoink, like yank. 
You help the woman up, you yank her a bit too uh, harshly, and she falls into your arms, but it's not like a romantic falls into your arms. It's more like an, oh my god, woman, are you okay? She's in shock, she can't move, she doesn't know what she's doing. She just fell over a very, very famous dead body. Am I able to call the police, or do I just have to, like, gape at the body and ask what's going on? You can look around the dance club. The area where you are, the main area, you can't see a landline or anything. Okay. But you're welcome to try and find one. I realize that Ken is dead. Um, and I sort of flail around and shout, Does anybody have, uh, can anybody just call the police uh, or an ambulance or something? Ken? Now, Steele, we did get your reaction at the end of the last episode. Yeah. You seemed a little happy that he was dead. Has, it, has anything else sunk in or are you still in that state? I am... Taking a second, I am a little bit excited about the fact that Ken Valentine's dead. And then I realize I left Stacy Bush um, up in the Pyramid Lounge with Ken. And according to my knowledge, she's the last person that saw her. And I mean, although we haven't talked in a little bit, I'm a little concerned for her well-being. So I'm going to start booking it back up to the Pyramid Lounge. Uh, all right. Now there's two entrances to the Pyramid Lounge. Are you taking the staff entrance in the kitchen or are you taking the public entrance on the dance floor uh i want to go through the staff entrance because i also have something i want to stow away all right you start heading towards the bar you're pushing through the crowds of people people can fucking see you just after a murder and two explosions have happened booking your way behind the bar you duck behind the bar walk through that door into the kitchen as you're walking through uh how much attention are you paying I, I would like to say I am probably looking around because I do want to stealthily just, like, tuck my knife a- away somewhere because I know it's not necessarily incriminating in itself, mm-hmm. but I want to, like, look good. And, I mean, me booking away, I'm not trying to make it seem like I'm fleeing the scene. So as you enter into the kitchen door looking around, you just barely avoid crashing right into Tony, who was in the kitchen when this happened. Do you say something to him or do you just keep moving? Uh, hey, there's a spill on the dance floor. You might want to send someone to go fix that. Do you take your time in the kitchen, or are you going up to the lounge? Or you... I mean, I'm, I'm making pace. I mean, if I see any, like, uh, trash can or anything, I'm just going to toss away my knife. Uh, are you actively looking for a trash can, or are you just... It's a kitchen. I, I figure there'll be one somewhere. All right. Uh, as you get to the door next to the stairs leading up to the pyramid room, you throw it, your knife into a trash can. Uh, you threw it a little bit too hard. The trash can tips over, and you see it tip over at the feet of that bumbling waiter from before. He looks down and he looks up at you and he rushes back out onto the dance floor. Up to the Pyramid Lounge. All right, you open the door and you head up to the Pyramid Lounge. Let's go to Molly Silvers. Molly, you and your husband were standing near the front of the crowd. You can see this guy lying dead on the ground. This guy that you insulted to his face, which nobody ever does. This guy that people know you hated. Max... The character and not the person. This is a guy who was like your closest friend in life. You two loved each other. But you just got into sort of like a passive aggressive fight with him uh, on your wife's behalf. And that's the last interaction you'll ever have with him. He is dead. What's your reactions? I am actually going to start peering around and looking for Lola Valentine. And see where she is during the situation. Lola is standing equidistant between the bar and the women's room. It's important to note, uh, is not with the crowd that ran out to go see the fireball. 
It's just, it's sort of in the back near the stage. She's like the only person that wasn't a part of that crowd. Can I, especially mm-hmm. from this distance, can I see the look on her face or is it a bit far? Is it hard to tell? It's a bit far, but you assume it's the same look, the same look she's had plastered on her face since she came in. Okay, uh, I'm going to go ahead and pat my husband on the shoulder and make sure he's okay first before I head over. It's been a very long night, but I am rich. I do have a few more years left on this contract. So, I'm thinking, I'm thinking... We play it cool. We don't mention that fight. When news breaks out, our last conversation was pretty civil. I know it's irrational. He took me in. <laughs> he was my Bo Derek's shitty, untalented husband to my Bo Derek. He took me in when I was just a record boy. So, Max, it seems like you're a little worried that people might think that it was you or that it was Molly. Is that true? Yes, because we did get into a semi-heated argument in front of the uh, bar, you know, in front of Tony. Are you are you taking any actions at this point? Are you doing anything or are you just talking to your wife? I need another drink at this moment because I might be screwed. All right, you can head on over to the bar and Tony's over there. Uh, Molly, are you going with him? I think he's absolutely hysterical right now. So no, I am not going with him. I will separate from him because he's acting like a lunatic and I will head over to Lola Valentine. All right, cool. We're going to cut back to DJ Flowright. DJ Flowright, you've sat the woman down at the bar uh, where you've been sitting all night. What are your thoughts? What's going through your head? I tried to ask the woman. I, I go, um, did you see what happened? What is, did, what happened? Oh, I don't know what happened. I was just, I didn't even hear what happened. I was looking at the window and I was backing away and I, I felt the glass crunch under my feet. And before I knew it, I fell back into into Ken and I think I think there's glass in my back. I don't know what's happening. I'm I'm I don't know what's happening. It's gonna be okay. I'm freaking out too. I'm freaking out too, but I'm I'm so calm right now. Um I look around and I see if there's anybody else that I can talk to to figure out what's going on. Alright, well you've got Tony who's just come out of the uh, out of the kitchen, he's instinctively, he's wiping his hands on his apron as he's been doing all night after he's handled food or after he's interacted with somebody, he's wiping his hands on his apron. Uh, you see Maximus Rust is coming over to the bar. You see uh, Lola Valentine, Ken's wife. She is just sort of hanging out outside the women's room. Uh, it looks like she wants to come up to the bar, but she's not really going to. She is not looking at her dead husband on the floor, like, at all. Whenever her eye wanders over there, she's pulling it right back away. She refuses to look at the situation. Uh, You can see Molly Silvers approaching Lola Valentine. She isn't there yet. You can see Stacy Bush, uh, who is hanging out at the the stairs below the pyramid room. And you can see just this really sad-looking waiter come rushing out of the kitchen. He seems to be in a big hurry. And he's, he's trying to open the the door part of the bar to go underneath it. Everything else, people are running around in a confused daze. Nobody knows what they're doing. People are screaming. People are yelling. Nobody really knows what's going on. Uh, I help the waiter get out of the bar. He looks like he needs some help. The waiter appreciates that you've helped him out. And he... Thanks, man. Thanks. Uh, hey. Uh, how do you like those hors d'oeuvres that I brought you five minutes ago when that explosion happened. How'd you like those, man? And he's trying to be subtle, but he's not. 
I, I started to like cut him off. Wait, what? What are you talking about? Our d'oeuvres? Ken Valentine's freaking dead, man. Yeah, and I know. And just before he was dead, I gave you some more d'oeuvres. Or were you gone at that point? I did not get hors d'oeuvres from you. Screw you. You missed me on the hors d'oeuvres. I'd like to look at this fool's, uh, his name tag. His name tag says Steven on it. And, uh, now I can stop referring to him as the waiter. And Steven, he gets this panicked look on his face for a second. He goes, oh, that's right. I, I didn't give you hors d'oeuvres. I was looking for you. But gee, for some reason, I couldn't find you. Isn't that interesting? Maybe I should, uh... Maybe that's information the police would like to know when they get here. Can I, wh what are you implying? Am I legitimately being too... Too subtle? I thought I was... Or are you just being, like, coy like I am? Except I'm not... I'm not being coy? It's like... It's, it's a tough guy thing, you know, because... I'm a rapper! Being tough. What are, you, what are you trying to say about me, dog? What are you doing? Well, Mr. Tough Guy, let's cut to that chase. And he leans right into you and he goes, Look, man, I know you were out here. You know I was out here. Maybe if we... Maybe we can say we took off before this happened, you know? I got... I don't have a car, but if somebody else does, the police don't need to know about it. Look, man, all right, you're, you're a music guy, right? You're one of Ken's guys? I am Ken's guy. I'm his up-and-comer. Put some respect on my name. So I guess that means you had a pretty long contract? Decently. And out of curiosity, what happens to that contract? What, what happens to you if that contract can no longer be fulfilled because of uh, some unforeseen circumstance on the party of Valentine Records? Uh, yeah, I sort, of, I sort of cut him a look and I go, um, whatever that is, um, I'm, f I'm screwed. He cuts you off. I'll tell you what happens. You get the full payout for however many years you were under contract with Valentine Records. And Valentine Records is not the kind of business that cuts small contracts. You are looking at easily a quarter of a million dollars. Do you know what kind of people, do you know what people would do for that kind of money? Because I do. Well, I didn't kill him. So why, did, why, why should it matter to me? I don't need to leave. I'm not guilty. Yeah, and I didn't kill him either, man. But we know how these kind of things go. I, I Look, nobody knows who you are. Nobody knows who I am. We are in a room full of the richest and most famous people in Hollywood, in, in New York, and in the world in some cases. You think Sigourney Weaver's going to go to jail for murder? You think Bo Derek or her shitty husband are going to go to jail for murder? They have the best lawyers money can buy, man. You and I? Not even close. I sort of take a look towards the exit, and I see if there are any people who would notice me leaving. I'm actually going to cut away from you at that point as you're looking towards the exit. And I'm going to go back to Steel. We haven't been to you in a while. Right, you make your way up to the Pyramid Lounge, and you can see it looks like a total mess. Like, people have been fighting in here. Some of the curtains have been pulled down. The little end table is smashed, and so is the original drink that you saw Ken throw on the bed. Even the chandelier is missing a, a couple pieces of crystal that you can see have shattered onto the ground. And obviously, there's an entire side of it missing where Ken was thrown out, fell out, or whatever he did out that window. Looking down uh, near the bed, you can see something that catches your eye. It's some crushed up pieces of black plastic and uh, looks almost like uh, like film tape. Shit. 
Um, I pick up the white label parts specifically. One says S. Harding, the other says S. Bush. That's not good. Um, I didn't think that through. I, I, wow, I guess I didn't plan for Ken to be murdered, huh? I'm gonna pick up the two labels and stow them away. Are you staying up in the Pyramid Lounge or are you leaving? Um, I do want to check out his drink real quick and then I'm gonna leave out of the other door and see if Stacy went that way. All right, well, there's the drink that he threw on the bed, and that glass has been shattered. There's pieces of it pretty much everywhere, but there's very little drink that was actually left in it. Because mm -hmm. you remember, you know, it was almost empty when he threw it down. Also, near where the table used to be, near where the indents used to be, you can see some drippings of the... Of, it looks like the same drink, mm -hmm. but it's, it's a little lighter in consistency. Okay. Here's my thought process here. I want to look at these two drinks because... If Ken's death was a result of an altercation, that almost guarantees Stacy did it. But if his death was something else, say poison in one of his drinks, that could keep Stacy from being incriminated. And I know we haven't been talking as much lately, but I don't want to see her go down for something. And so I want to take both drinks, like get a little bit on my pinky and just kind of taste it as little as I can just to get a flavor profile on them. Uh, which one are you doing first? The one on the bed or the one on the floor? Keep in mind, the majority of the drink that's on the floor is also on the dance floor. It's like falling out of the window with Ken. So it's only just a couple of flecks on the floor. Um, I guess I'll start with the stuff on the floor. All right, you dip your pinky into it, give it a quick lick, and it tastes, it tastes almost sweet, sort of like soda pop. And then the one on the bed now? Yeah. You dip your pinky into the one on the bed and your other pinky, so mm -hmm. as not to contaminate the taste. Of course. And you give it a quick little lick, and it is... Recognize it immediately. It's that very bitter drink mm -hmm. Ken loves so much, that Amaro Ramazzotti. And Amaro Ramazzotti has a kind of like bitter herbal... Incredibly flavor. bitter. Interesting. I'm going to keep that in the back of my mind. I'm no expert on poisons in the slightest, but mm -hmm. I feel like it'd be very easy to hide something in something so bitter. All right, I'm going to cut away from you now, and... Max will go to you. You have reached the bar where Tony is. You can see at the end of the bar, uh, that waiter who you've seen messing up all night is talking to that guy you've seen sitting at the end of the bar. And they're talking in very hushed tones towards each other. They keep looking over towards the door. You can also see the woman that fell over, uh, Ken Valentine. She's sitting at the bar. She has shards of glass sticking out the back of her, uh, from her upper back all the way to her, to the back of her skull. She doesn't look like she notices. And of course, there's also Tony behind the bar. Uh, he's just looking at the dead body on the on the ground. What are you gonna do? Hey, 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 Tony! When you're finished being mesmerized, maybe come back around onto that side of the bar and give me a shot of vodka, please. Thank you. Tony sets down your vodka, and uh, really quick, he takes it back and he's like, "I'm sorry, I fucking I did that wrong." And he wipes his hands on his apron again, and he and he's like, "No, I didn't. I didn't do it wrong. I just look. I'm." I'm really sorry, this is a... He's dead over there. I'm sorry. Are, are you having a moment right now? Last time I checked, that was my mentor, the guy who took me in. I need a shot. Your job as a bartender is to pour me one. I'm sorry that you're grieving, but it's very inconvenient for the liquid courage I need to get through the rest of tonight. He was my boss too, all right? He flew me out here from LA. I've been his personal bartender for years, all right? And I just... Ugh. Okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. And uh, Tony thinks to himself, he says, you know what? Just, just come back here and get it for yourself. And he opens the he opens the bar up and anybody can just 
go back in there now, and he just sits down at the bar, grabs the entire bottle of vodka, and just keeps it close to him. Tommy, was it? Ugh, it's Tony, man. Oh, sorry, Tony. I have a question for you. You were a bit grumpy with Ken before, you know, he took its fatal leap of faith. I want to know what that was about because you're handling the drinks and I'm seeing his drink and his glass right next to him. And, you know, he was the only one that was drinking that nasty shit. So you, you care to explain yourself? Look. Look, I told you, Ken was my boss. I've been working for him for a couple of years now as his in-house bartender up at Valentine Records. Uh, look, I don't know how well you know Ken, but there's some people in life you just don't like, man. He was my boss, and he was a shitty boss. You've worked for him. You know what he's like. I had never had a problem with Ken. We got along just fine. He took me in when I moved here from home in Oregon. I was just a record boy, and he saw I was a dude with a dream, and now look at me. Lee singer of a punk rock band, and I'm living my dream. Yeah, well, some of us make minimum wage. I had dreams too, man. I was gonna be a magician. I was gonna perform in Las Vegas. I, look, I don't hate Ken or anything. I just, not more than anybody hates their boss. Some days at work are just harder than others, you know? I could have been a magician, man. <laughs> And uh, I'm going to cut away from you, and I'm going to go back over to Molly. Molly, last we left, you were approaching Lola Valentine, hanging outside the ladies' room. What are you doing now? I think mostly I just wanted to check on her, just make sure she was okay, because she was looking a bit uh, just out of the situation as a whole. So I'd walk over, and I wouldn't grab her forcefully, but kind of put a hand on her shoulder and say, My dear, are you okay? As you put your hand on her shoulder, she sort of jumps. Oh, dear, thank you. Thank you for... We're coming over. I'm just a little bit jumpy. I I refuse to look at that dance floor. I just have to uh, I just have to clear my mind for a second and she walks into the uh she walks into the ladies' room. Are you gonna follow her? Absolutely. I was just gonna say, as I was looking at her, did I see like any powder on her nose? No, no, or she no. She looked disoriented. Well, she looked very disoriented, but it's been a very disorienting night. I understand. <laughs> as you walk into the bathroom, into the women's room. You can see her standing by the sink and she's looking into the mirror and she's got her hand digging around in her purse. She pulls out the package of razor blades and she keeps digging around. Are you going to let her keep looking in there or are you going to want to, what are you going to do? I'm not going to forcefully stop her, but I'm going to, I'm going to walk over to her and I'm going to say, my dear, if they're going to question you about what's happened, you have to have a clear mind. You know how they treat women like us. Oh, do I ever know how they treat women like us? I'm 39 years old and everybody looks at me like I'm an old woman. I fell earlier tonight. I just fell the way old women do. I don't, I don't look at myself like I'm old and I'm certainly not old enough to have a dead husband. Jesus Christ! And she throws her, uh, she throws her purse onto the side of the wall and the contents spill out. I'm gonna gingerly, uh, go over and pick up her things, but I'm going to keep talking as I do so. And I'm going to say, my dear, I understand that. I mean, to be honest, my relationship with my husband isn't great, but I love him to death more than anything, and I support him. But women like you and I, we have to stick together in this situation. You know they look towards the wives always first. You say this as you pick up the money clip, as you pick up the makeup, as you pick up the nail polish, and you put them all back in her purse. You also grab the other two items that fell out, uh, her checkbook and her driver's license and you hand them back to her and she has the razor blades in her hand and uh she puts them back in the purse and she hangs her head and she brings you in for a hug are you gonna let her hug you yes 
Uh, she hugs you and she pats you on the back and she says, Well, at least it's more comfortable to cry in a Lamborghini than it is to cry in a sedan. That I certainly agree. Now, my question for you, my dear, um, do you do you know what happened before, you know, you know, everything happened? You know, where were you? Was everything okay with you? Oh, I was chatting with the barkeep, whatever his name was. You know, anything to feel a little thrill in my life. Of course, now I feel more thrilled than I ever wanted to. I just wanted to ask you, uh, that barkeep, he had a strange look on his face earlier. Was, was he acting strange at all? Did he bring any drinks to Ken in the meantime? Oh, I'm sure he was acting strange, you know, the working class. But he left to give my husband a drink, but that was his job. And then those horrible explosions happened and I don't know what was happening and Ken was lying dead on the floor. Molly, was it? Yes. Molly, have you ever really loved somebody? I did. Hmm. Must be nice. Hit me. Tony. Tony. Hit me. You've been drinking with Tony, the bartender. You keep asking him for another drink, even though you're on the side with all the drinks and he's on the side where people come up to get drinks. You keep asking him for another drink. He's not responding. Tony's as drunk as you are, and he is just a blubbering, crying mess right now. <laughs> I've never... His body, it's dead. I've never seen a dead body. I saw... When people cry, I cry. I, I can't do that. I, I don't make sad songs, okay? I make... You... You should cry. Your friend is dead. You were... You were friends. Yeah, but I'm not. Because someone has to stay strong. Someone has to lead Valentine Records sooner or later. Upon hearing you say somebody has to lead Valentine Records, Tony sort of wipes his eyes and he, he sniffles a little bit and he says, Wouldn't that be... Wouldn't that be his wife, though? Yeah, I mean, it could be, but... We all know who would really be running the show. I'm his, I'm, I'm his main guy. I, I guess I hadn't, I guess I hadn't thought of that. And Tony grabs that vodka bottle, and it's about half full, and he just starts chugging, chugging, chugging. My boss is dead. You're acting like you I, killed him. Tony, Tony stands up from his seat. The tears are coming back to him. Why would you, why would you say that? I mean, I'm just joking, but if I, if I were being a detective like Batman or something. I mean, let's think about it. He comes in, you're pissed. Next thing you know, he's the only one with that trash little drink. I've, I, I, I. He always drank Amaro Ramazzotti and I remember that because I'm a good bartender and I'm good at my job. And like I'm saying, if I were a detective or something, I'd be like, yeah, why wouldn't the bartender know his favorite drink? A drink that he wouldn't suspect to get laced with something. I mean, like, i not saying you did it, but if I had to guess, you my guy, Tom, Tommy, Tony. People at home, I've just, okay, so you guys don't know this because it didn't come up last time, but there's like a system similar to an RPG system, and I'm giving you this information on purpose. It includes the stats, simple weapons for things like blades, complex weapons for things like guns, athletics for athletic ability, Sneak for stealth ability and vigor for your ability to have things done, to, to withstand things that are done to you. Tony stands up at the bar. Yasir, uh, what is your vigor stat? It's a three. Tony, a big muscly guy stands up and punches you across the face. Yasir, 
You do have to roll that dice. What's the number? Seven. Seven minus three is four. Yasir, what's your total health? Twenty. Not anymore. It is now sixteen. You're gonna attack back, or are you going to? You're going to understand that this has been an emotionally charged night. I'm shocked. Pull out my pepper spray. Roll for complex weapons. Five. And what's your complex weapon score? Uh, one. One. Uh, you spray. Some of it gets on. You know, pepper spray's got a way of. Uh, it's a gas. It's got a way of filling up miss? the room. Not only do you get Tony, but you also get yourself. You also get. The woman that tripped over Ken Valentine, because she's sitting so close to you guys. Isn't she impaled? She is, man. <laughs> oh, no. And so all, all, all three of you, sort of, you're stepping back and you're holding your eyes. You know, the fight is over by now, but you're, you're in a lot of pain. And uh, I'm going to give you one last chance to maybe take care of that pain before we cut away from you. Tony, Tony, let, let's just, let's call it a truce. You got your punch. I got my spray. I got sprayed. I feel like that's fair. Let, let's just tend to the woman who stabbed. <laughs> it's okay. Okay. I don't want anybody. I don't want anybody to get hurt because I'm I'm a good person. Yeah. Let's let let let's get some milk, buddy. I I don't think you killed anybody. I. Okay. There's milk in the there's milk in the fridge back there for what I really should say. All right, cool. I'll you go walk back. I don't want anybody to get hurt. I don't want to hurt I, I know, buddy. It's it's okay. I will walk back there and get it. You you stay out here. Matter of fact, you can come back too if you need to get yourself put together. But I'm gonna go back there and get the milk for our eyes. All right, you uh, you're a little half blind yourself here, so you're stumbling around. You do find the milk. It's in like a milk jug, so it's easy to discern. You can tell it's gonna be a while tending to the woman and Tony and yourself. DJ Flo Wright, you've been having this hushed conversation with Steven. How's his offer of getting out of there sounding to you? Um, I would love to just save my own skin right now. Uh, so I try and pace towards the door, and my sneakers just sort of just make horrible squeaking sounds behind me as I walk. Everybody can hear you, and everybody is turning to look at you. And you can see the doorman, who you had such problems with earlier. He's coming up, and uh, he puts his hand on your, on your chest, and he pushes you back. Here, I've called the police already. They're going to come in here. They're going to solve this. Nobody's going to leave before they get here. You understand? I go back to uh, Steven, um, and I, I, I sort of nudge him, and I go, I don't think we can leave. There's an exit in the kitchen. You're going to have to climb over the dumpster. That's exactly out where it goes, but we can, we can get out that way. I don't... I don't know how to put this lightly to you. That is a bad idea. Um, I sort of look around and see if I can talk to anybody else other than Steven at this party. You look up to the pyramid room, and you can see Steel Harding fucking about in there. I decide that my big goal should be making sure I am not in trouble, and I see Steel Harding up in the pyramid room. So I go up to the pyramid room to confront him. You go to the other side of the dance floor and you run on up the pyramid room stairs uh, over that shaky, that shaky covered, steel covered bridge into the pyramid room and you see Steel Harding standing there. Hey, you, you mind telling me what you're doing in here? You know, like the room where Ken just, just fell out of? Um, I'm looking for Stacy. Have you seen her? If you looked out over the edge of the pyramid room, a thing you can do now. You could probably still see her hovering over his body. Uh, I take a glance out the pyramid room, and I look down, and I see Stacy there. And I go, you know what? I know Stacy for good, pure reasons. 
great pure reasons, never saw. You know what? She's downstairs if you want to talk to her. Exit Steel Harding down the stairs. DJ Flowright, real quick, are you going to look around? Are you going to investigate the area? I'd like to take I'd like to take a look around the room. Looking around the room, you can see the scene that I described earlier. Leaning down, you can see smashed up uh, plastic pieces. It looks almost like a videotape has been just stomped on and smashed up and destroyed. But you're digging around the pieces. You can't find a, a label for it. How strange. Man, if only they weren't smashed. Uh, all right, is that is that the last thing you're going to yeah. interact with? All right. We're going to cut back to Molly Silver's. Down in the bathroom with Lola. Are you going to stay in the bathroom with her? Are you going to try to walk out? What are you going to do? Um, I'm actually going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to leave her, but I'm going to kind of gently take her off of me and say, well, if you need anything, I'm going to be out and about. Uh, I'm just going to try and figure out everything that happened, if that's okay. Hmm. Uh, maybe you should go to the bar, get some water or something to drink. Oh, thank you, dear. I'll be at the bar, although I'll tell you, I'll probably drink something at least a little bit stronger than water. Can't say I blame you, my dear. And I will go ahead and walk out before her, and I'm going to just try and get a view of who is where um, before I do anything. You are behind the pyramid room, which means that you do not see the side with the wall that is missing, the windowed wall that is missing. Uh, you can see Stacy Bush leaning over the body of Ken Valentine on the floor. You can see your husband at the bar washing his eyes out with milk, also washing out Tony's eyes. Also washing out uh, the woman who fell over Ken's body's eyes. You do not know where DJ Flowright is, but you can see the waiter, who you've seen messing up orders all night, is trying to get past the doorman, but the doorman won't let him. I'm going to just kind of look over at my husband a bit quizzically, uh, not not confronting him, not saying anything. And I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to walk over to, it was Stacy hovering over Ken Valentine's body. Uh, well, before that, honestly, I just want to see what she's doing. Like, can I see what she's doing from here? Or is it hard to tell? Yeah, you can see she's just got her hands over. She's got her hands over her mouth. She's on her knees. She's sort of rocking back and forth. And she's looking all around her like she's trying to find somebody. All right, and I'll take that hint and I will walk over to her. Uh, not like speeding over in any way or accu in any accusations, but just kneel down next to her and then look at her and I'll say... Now, I would like to point out that you do know who Stacy Bush is. She was one of the women with Hugh Hefner when he did try to make correspondence with you. So I will go ahead and walk over to her, not speeding over in any type of way, but just kind of gently kneel down and I'll say, Hey, hey, Stacy, it's me. It's Molly. Are you, are you okay? Oh, Molly. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Molly, he's dead. He, look at him. How are you this okay? Of course I'm not okay. I was just up there with him five minutes ago. I was, I, but, and she realizes what she said. She says, but I, I didn't, I, this wasn't, I had come down when the explosion started. I was, I was downstairs and then he was on the ground and he was dead. And, Molly, I don't, this wasn't me, Molly. I'm not accusing you in any way. I promise. I just, I just want to know what happened. Well, why, I was, why were you up there before? I, you can't, you can't go telling people, all right, Molly? Your secret's safe with me, darling, I promise. I was, look, I, Ken's a real powerful guy, all right? And I, 
the kind of videos that I make, I can't do that forever. I mean, there's some people that are, that'll pay for that, but that's not, that's not as viable. Well, I was hoping that I could maybe find something else. And I was hoping Ken could, could help me out, but by the time I realized that wasn't going to happen, he already had these, these videotapes of me and I went up there and I, I paid for him to, to get them, but I couldn't, I don't have them now. I, I went up there with, with somebody else. He, somebody else? Who was it? Molly, he, he had a knife. He held it up to Ken's throat. He, I, it looked like he left, but I, I left. He could have come back. I, Molly, I don't know. Steel. At this point, uh, you've been looking for Stacy all night. Uh, you can see her talking to Molly. Are you going to approach? Yeah, totally. Um, I'd like um, you to describe your approach to me. Taking slow steps, not to like startle her, to see if she can kind of see me coming. I'll kind of clock that Molly's there. I'll give like a slight little wave. Molly. Um, and I'm going to make sure I'm showing both of my hands. Molly, you can see this guy who you already don't like approaching you, towering over you, sort of like uh, lumbering towards you in a very slow manner with his hands outstretched, making his figure wider and wider and more imposing. Stacy hasn't noticed him yet, but you have. So I'm going to not quickly, not forcefully, just kind of shift my weight and stand up and put myself between Stacy and this gentleman walking up. Stacy notices you standing up and she turns to see what you're looking at. And she freaks out. She's still on the ground. She shuffles backwards, falls over Ken's body as she's screaming, Get a... That... Molly! That... Stay... Stay back! Steel! I don't want you coming anywhere near me! The entire rest of the party can hear this and they turn to look at you. Steel. I take a second in silence, um, because... Are you still walking towards him? No, I'm gonna stop moving, but I do want to look over at Molly and say very quietly, I've been looking around... I know you've been looking around too. Uh, Molly, your reaction? I will kind of tilt my chin up and square my shoulders a bit. And I will say equally quietly, I just want to know what happened. Tell me what you know. Uh, meanwhile, Stacy is still freaking out. Molly, Molly, step back from him. Step away from him. Come on. I'm going to go ahead and turn to her. And I'm going to kneel down again. Gently whisper... It's going to be okay. I promise you I'm going to handle this. You're going to be all right. Just sit down, relax, try to breathe. She uh, takes her hands off the floor and she sort of latches onto you. And she's trying to grab onto you. She's trying to stay close to you. Uh, but her hands keep running up you. And you notice that her hands are covered by now in Ken's blood. That's now covering you. I'm going to take off both of my shoes using like my heels to kind of prove that I don't have the knife in my boot anymore. Listen, Stacy. We were both the last person that we saw with Ken. I left the room. You were still there. What do you mean Stacy was still up there with him? No, no, Molly. You, you gotta listen. I mean, I mean, look at him. He's not, he doesn't have the knife anymore. Where was, and I, Molly. Stacy, I need you to relax. Bang, bang, bang. The entire party turns to look at the door. Open up. It's the police. 
And that does it for this chapter of Death by Disco. You have been listening to Murder Mystery Night, the podcast. We release the new episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts every Monday. We are brought to you by Johnny Scott's Comics and Games, located at 1703 East Main Street in Kent, Ohio. I have been your host, Riley E. Walton. You can find me at the Faker Walton on Twitter. Our cover art is by Stephen T. Evans, and our theme music is by Max Lozanich. One last time, you are listening to Murder Mystery Night, the podcast. We've all got secrets, darling. What's yours? Mm-hmm.